good teacher. A little ways back, a couple years ago, I wasn't feeling well one day, and it came out in a conversation with a student. I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling well. And this student said, Father, you need to go get the VIX. And I was like, what do, what, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, she said in Spanish, she said, ponte los VIX. And so, um, and so I'm like, what do I do with VIX? I, I think I know what you're talking about. She's like, you, you rub it. I was like, where do I rub it? She's like, you rub it everywhere. I was like, like everywhere? She's like, she's like on your chest and on your throat and, and on your, around your nose and then on your feet. And, and I was like, really? But I didn't feel well. And I was willing to try anything. And here I am today in full health, all right? <laughs> this rich man runs up to Jesus. And so he, he runs up. So he, he's excited. But he's also perhaps desperate. He, he kneels down before Jesus, which is a great sign of humility. And he calls him good teacher. That he recognizes that Jesus has something to teach him. And he's, he's kneeling, he's, he's humble, he's ready to receive it. Now Jesus says, you know, there's one who is good, God. God is goodness itself, and anything that is good in life is a participation in God. We, people are good too, right? Things are good. But all of that is a participation in goodness itself, which is God. Which, which is probably worth sitting with for a second. Because Jesus is pointing out that God is good. Do I believe that? Do I believe that God is good? Do I believe that God does good things? Because I, I, I can make a list of all the things that I see happening in the world that are not good. We say, well, okay, God is good. That doesn't mean that difficult and hard and bad things won't happen. Which is kind of like when, when, I, when I seek what is good, it doesn't mean it's easy. Like a student, right? You're seeking a degree. Well, does it mean it's going to be easy? No, I mean, this is the hardest thing you've probably ever done in your life, right? So just because it's good doesn't mean it's easy. It means it's worth it. But, but do I believe, even with my past and the things that have happened, do I believe that God is good? Do I believe that what he asks me to do is for my goodness? Or in other words, it's for my happiness. Do I believe that he works through his body, the church? That when, when the voice of Christ speaks through his body, the church, that it's, it's good and it's for my happiness? Because if we don't believe that, well, then anything that, you know, God puts on our heart or anything that the church says, we're going to say, no, thank you. I think God's calling me to do this, but I don't trust him. I'm not going to do it. So if I don't believe in his goodness, I'm never actually going to take another step. But if I know that God wants what's good for me and he speaks through his body, the church, well, now I think this is where our first reading comes in. I think this is the source of wisdom. That if I'm open and humble and willing to receive it, if I'm willing to be taught, if I'm willing to learn and do new things because they're told that they're good for me, I'm going to grow. 
The first reading says, I prayed and prudence was given me. Prudence is what? It's like right judgment in the moment. I pleaded and the spirit of wisdom came to me. What is wisdom? It's, it's knowledge of how to act rightly as well. And so if we want wisdom in life, if we are humbly, honestly seeking it, we will receive it. If we're, if we're seeking goodness, if we're seeking happiness from the one who is good, he's going to lead us towards goodness. Does it mean it's going to be easy? No. A little ways back, I met with uh, some friends, and in the course of the conversation, they said, you know, we're struggling financially as a married couple. And I said, and, and they, they said, we know that you're good with money because you're an engineer and all that. I said, I, I think we're pretty decent in money. And they, and they said, can you help us? And I said, well, um, okay, I'm not going to give you any money because I've learned you're just going to lose that too. So I'm going to teach you about money. I said, let me see your budget. And so tell me about your budget. So we sat there and they kind of started walking through their budget. And, and I, I said, what do, you, what do you want here? They're like, we're trying to find ways to save money. I was like, okay. And I went down, I was like, oh, Cable TV. I said, you're paying over $100 a month for cable TV. I said, so if you want to save money right here, you just cut this out and hey, we just found the solution. And they got kind of quiet and they said, um, no, we're, we're not going to do that. And I realized something in that moment. I was like, oh, you don't really want to get out of debt. You still want to have everything. Like you, you're not desperate enough. Because if, if you were desperate enough, if you, if you were hungry enough, if the person, any of us, person on the street is hungry enough, they'll go across town to the Flagstaff Family Food Center and get food. But maybe you're not hungry enough. Maybe you're not open enough. Maybe you don't trust me enough. And I realized in that moment, like, okay, we're done. Because <laughs> this isn't going to work. Like, I thought you wanted to actually hear what I had to say, but okay. Um, well, fast forward. I, I talked to them more recently. Uh, they no longer have cable, and they're out of debt. But <laughs> so I think it's almost like when we're ready to do what it takes, we're going to find that happiness that God has for us. And so we we don't know, just like this couple. We don't know the rest of the story with this rich young man, but what we do know is that God always has more happiness for us because God, God is infinite. You and I are finite. And so with God, there's always more. So this, this rich young man who runs up and he's, he's happy, like he's, he's excited and he runs up and he's like, hey, and what else can I do? And Jesus is like, okay, you're ready for more. Here's the next step. And so the good news about that is wherever you and I are at today, God has more happiness in store for us. Do we believe that? That's why when I, when I invite couples or I'm working with engaged couples or just students in general, I said, this is what the church teaches and I invite you to do this, that you're going to be happier. And sometimes people will push back and say, I'm already happy. And I used to kind of be like, I know deep, I mean, that's not, if you're not in conformity with God's will and God's law, you, our, our happiness is really limited to just an earthly happiness. Like, I ate a steak and I was happy. It's like, okay. But if you want a greater happiness, 
it, we open ourselves in accord with God's will. So I've actually, I actually do believe that people are happy, but what I think what they don't realize, and sometimes in our own discouragement, we've been burned, and we feel like this is the best that's going to happen. I mean, Father, you don't know my family. You don't know my story. This is the best, that's, this is the best I can do. And it's like, no. Like, God always has more because God is infinite. And so that goes back to, do I, do I trust? Do I believe in God's goodness? And am I willing to humbly open myself up to that and try it? A little ways back, I met with uh, our sacrament preparation students, and I was meeting with this young man, um, and he was telling me in my office, he said, I said, how's it going? And he said, well, Father, actually, I started reading the Bible every day um, because you said that would be good to do. And then I actually started going to daily Mass once a week as well as Sunday Mass because you suggested that. And I said, yeah, and? And he said, I feel like I'm growing so much, and I feel like I've never been closer to God. And I was like, that's awesome. That here's a young man who's humble, he's open, he's willing to be taught. And he trusts in the goodness of what's being put out there, even if he can't see it. Like, okay, I mean, I guess I'll try it. But even that's enough that God can work with and was totally blessing him in that. And so if, if I'm hungry enough, if I'm, if I'm open enough, because if, if I'm good, if I'm, if I'm good, that, okay, then I'm never actually going to experience more goodness but if I'm humble and open and desiring it, we can receive. Yesterday, I, I hiked the Grand Canyon with a, a group of students, and uh, things were actually really smooth. And we actually, we were hiking all together, and the law of hiking is you put the slowest hiker in front, and I found myself in the front the whole time. Um, <laughs> but it was going really smoothly, and we were kind of coming up, and uh, about the one and a half mile mark, uh, just somebody kind of like, got my attention and we stopped and, and uh, one of the hikers, one of the young men was uh, cramping up. And another one was saying, he's like, my, my back's kind of bothering me, which I'm really grateful. I'm like, thank you for saying that. You don't have to just like fight through it, right? So there's a humility there. And so we kind of stopped and I don't know if they know this, I'm like, I'm an Eagle Scout and I've done this like half a dozen times. Um, so, so for the young one young man, I was like, all right, here, let me see your water bottle. Here's some electrolytes. I said, this is not going to taste good. You're not going to like this. But you will be much happier. And so he's like, all right. He's like, yeah, this tastes terrible. <laughs> he, drank, he drank it down. And the other young man, uh, I said to him, I said, let me see your bag. Now, I've done this hike, like I said, a half a dozen times. And there was, even the last time we did this, there was a young man that I said that to. I said, let me, let me just see your bag for a minute. And he's like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I was like, no, 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 just, just let me see for a minute, just for a minute, you know? And he's like, no, I'm doing it. I can, I can do it. And he struggled, and we struggled slowly, and it took forever. But this young man yesterday says, okay, like, sure. I, which, which is trust, right, and humility, like, okay, here you go. And you know what happened? From that moment when these students were humble and willing to do what was asked of them, we walked straight out of the canyon without stopping. That when we recognize that someone is good and wants our goodness, 
and we're, we're humble and allow ourselves to receive that and be taught and try to do something different, that's when we grow. That there's, there's a lot of good teachers, but he's the best teacher. And if I'm open to being led by him and through his body, the church, if, I, if I'm hungry for that happiness, we're going to receive it. Even if he asks us to do difficult things, it's worth it. Yesterday, close with this, yesterday was our feast day of St. John Henry Newman. Um, it, yeah, it's not, if you have your little prayer book, you're like, it didn't show up. I was like, because he's British. We like the British, but he's not in our ordinary thing. So, <laughs> but we're in Newman Center, so we can celebrate him. And so he was an Anglican professor at Oxford in the mid-19th century. He was very smart, so, so smart that some theologians today say, He's the greatest theologian in the church after St. Thomas Aquinas. Since the time of St. Thomas Aquinas, he's the greatest theologian and thinker that we have in the church. And so, what did he do? So he, he's at Oxford, he's teaching, and he gets together with some other people and they start looking into the early church fathers, which is the, the bishops and theologians of the early church, so the people that were closer to Jesus. And, and he sat down one day, he said, I'm going to write a history of the church. And so he wrote a history of the church, and he put his pen down and said, now that I have written the history of the true church, I have no choice but to become Roman Catholic. Now, there was a lot at stake for him, because he knew that if he, if he converted and became Catholic, they would kick him out of Oxford. So he'd lose his teaching position, he would lose his salary, that he would probably lose a lot of friends and be really misunderstood by following that path. But he also believed and trusted and knew that if he stepped out in faith, following what God was asking him to do, that God would catch him, that it would be worth it. And so he converted, and sure enough, all those things happened. He got kicked out of Oxford, lost his salary, lost a lot of his friends, people who didn't understand, you think you're better than us, all this stuff. But what did he have to gain? Well, today we call him Saint John Henry Newman, and there's over 2,000 Newman centers in the United States. That his, his yes has impacted so many lives. And he wrote a hymn about following the Lord and trusting even when we can't see, and it's called Lead kindly light so lead kindly light referring to god and it, it's in a little bit of old english speak but i'd like to close by by reading it to you this is a poem you can google it too lead kindly light by john henry newman lead kindly light amidst the encircling gloom lead thou me on the night is dark and i am far from home Thou lead me on. Keep thou, keep thou my feet. I do not ask to see the distant scene. One step enough for me. I was not ever thus, nor prayed that thou shouldst lead me on. I'd love to choose and see my path. But now, lead thou me on. I love the garish day in spite of fears. Pride ruled my will. Remember not past years. So long thy power hath blessed me, sure it still will lead me on. O'er moon and fen, o'er crag and torrent, till the night is gone. 
And with the morn, those angel faces smile, which I have longed, loved long since and lost a while. Meanwhile, along the narrow, rugged path thyself has trod, lead, Savior, lead me home in childlike faith, home to my God, to rest forever after earthly strife in the calm light of everlasting life.